Welcome to A Raw Perspective, A Fresh Point of View. I am your host, Richard Anthony Wallace, and we are in the midst of another quarantine-packed edition of this podcast, because we're still in a pandemic. Still not going away. We're in October. We are almost halfway through October. We are almost towards the end of spooky season and hopefully those that are continuing to listen to this podcast thank you first and foremost and hope you are continuing to stay safe and staying healthy during these unprecedented times the topic of today that has been resonating in my heart for quite some time is desire Everybody has desire, no matter how big or small, everybody has desire. So I was doing a little bit of research before speaking on this topic and was looking at an article from a psychologist by the name of Neil Burton talking about desire. So I'm going to be paraphrasing a little bit of what he's saying and then giving my perspective on what desire means to me, how it resonates with me moving forward. We can all know that desire and destiny are almost the same word. Desire derives from the Latin desidere, which means to long or to wish for, which itself derives from desidere, from the stars suggesting that the original sense is to await what the stars will bring. So that is what desire is in a nutshell. Desire constantly arises from within us, only to be replaced by yet more desires. Without this continuous stream of desiring, there will be no longer be any reason to do anything, right? Life would just come to a halt as it does for people who lose their inability to desire. Some acute crisis to desires may correspond to boredom, and then if it goes more chronic crisis, it might lead to depression. Desire moves us and gives us direction and meaning, perhaps not meaning from, from the stars as what was depicted from the Latin root, but meaning more restrictive narrative sense. Uh, we can call, can sit, ugh, excuse me. We can think of desire, which translates into motivation, such as emotions. So what you desire will motivate you to do something which you desire. You desire, right? So this is where we come into the paradox of desire. Uh, We were born out of desire and we can't remember a time when we were without it. We are so used to desiring that we are not conscious of our own desires, which only register with us when they are very intense or they come into conflict with other desires. Just try for a moment to stem your stream of desires. There's going to be a paradox of these desires. 
that even the desires to stop desiring itself is a desire. It's like, I need to stop desiring what I want to desire. That is a desire. That's that, that is the paradox that we are. We are always wanting and desiring something. So what's the problem of desire? Desire is life. So why should we continue to control desire? For simple reasons that we seek to control desire, at least our lives, it makes it more pleasant and less painful and more constructive or less destructive. So you got to think about that with the issue of desire. Desire is also funny when you when you look at it from there. Uh, you can you can think of this from some things that we have grown up to read. If you are from the Christian faith, you'll know the cautionary tale of Adam and Eve resisting the temptation to eat from the forbidden fruit. They and they would not have been banished from the Garden of Eden. So, God saying, don't eat from this forbidden fruit. I beg that you don't do so. And if you do, then you will be banished. So, if you really think about it, four of the seven deadly sins, if you're familiar with them, um, but the four would be like envy, gluttony, greed, and lust, are all centered around desire. And... Everybody knows the story of what happens when temptation comes and desire of wanting something. Eve eats from the forbidden fruit, forbidden tree, forbidden fruit, gives it to Adam, and that's how it goes from there. And this is where desire comes from. It comes from all this. It's convoluted in everything. And then all suffering can be framed in terms of desire. If unmet desires is painful, so are fear, anxiety, which can be understood in terms of desire about the future, and anger and sadness, which can be understood in terms of desire about the past. The term midlife crisis is nothing if not a crisis of desire in which a person of middle age comes to the realization that their reality does not measure up to their youthful dreams and desires. If desire itself is hurtful, so are its products. For example, the accumulation of houses, cars, and other riches robs us of our time and tranquility, both in their acquiring, in their in keeping, not to mention in their losing. Think about fame. Fame is at least as compromising as it is gratifying. And can turn into infamy. This needs not mean that we should shun fame or riches. Merely we should not set out for or set by these expectations that we want in our life. In life we are not rich not only by what we have. But also and above all of what we do not have. Because even the richest people and the most famous people have issues just like us. And I think I've said this time and time again. Celebrity, fame, those individuals that have that celebrity status, literally what it means is individuals who have a platform to say whatever the hell they want to say, and people listen in the masses. That's what 
celebrity is. Also with the problem of desire is the excess of desire. We call this greed. Being insaneable, greed prevents us from enjoying all that we already have, which may seem like a little, but it's still far more than our forebears could ever have dreamed of. Greed blinds us to everything but its objects, reducing life and all of its riches and subtleties to the never-ending quest for more. As human beings, we will always, always want more. That's where the greed comes into us. When you see people in positions of power, you don't see people letting go of that power anytime soon. I can look at the American government, the American politics. You look at these senators that have been in office for over 30, 40 years in office. Uh, you look at the, the 1% that have 90% of the financial assets. They're not giving that up because they want more of it. And this is where that paradox of desire comes from. So you have the people that continue wanting more and then you have those that don't have it wanting what the people that have it. I know it sounds confusing, but that's the paradox that we're in, right? So where did all this stem from? This the origins. Because we already know that desire is intimately connected to pleasure and pain. We feel pleasure at things, at the things that in the course of our evolution have tended to promote the survival and reproductive of our species and pain at those that have not. For example, things like status, sex, sugar are wired to be pleasurable and therefore desirable. But for, for contentedness does not favor survival or reproduction. As soon as desire is met, we stop taking pleasure in the objects and turn instead to formulate new desires. The problem is that our desires often evolve merely to promote survival and reproduction. If you're looking at it from the scientific standpoint, human beings were, were come here to reproduce. No more, no less. If you're looking at it from the scientific standpoint. But if you look at it today, survival is no longer an issue because we have, what, 8 billion people putting pressure on the planet uh, reproduction can almost seem irresponsible. So, yeah, with human, like, human existence, like, well, what's the point? I mean, <laughs> um, even our own intellect, uh, we have so much faith and assist us in pursuit of survival and reproduction. It's like the primary purpose is not to help us resist our desires, but it's simply still less to transcend them. Uh, I want to talk about just desires in practice, I mean, and the type of desires that, that we have, right? So most of our desires are aimed at satisfying one, satisfying another more important desire. For example, if I wake up feeling thirsty, I desire a drink. I also will desire to switch on the light, find my shoes, and so on. My desire for a drink is a terminal desire because it seeks to relieve me of the discomfort of thirst. Whereas all the other desires, it's a chain of all instrumental desires with no aim other than to enable my terminal desire for a drink. 
if you look at it from that scientific context. So looking at it from that standpoint, all of this is intellectually designed regarding your desire. It is only by mastering our desires that we can live our life to the fullest. And it is only being mastering our desires that we might at least find some measure of peace. Because at the end of the day, what we desire is pretty much what keeps us going time and time again. Some of the things that, that I desire, I'm, I'm not a person that comes wanting fame and glory. I don't need my my name all over the world for people to to know my name. Uh, that that seems like a lot of pressure on an individual uh, to do so. My desires that and this hasn't changed, my desires is to continue to create and help others in whatever pursuit that they have in their life. My true desire, if we're talking about like what I truly desire, personally, I just want to learn how to play the piano. I want to learn how to play melodies. I want to play beautiful. I desire to play beautiful music just, just to play the piano. I have no skills in the piano, and I don't know why I have not you know, tackled that desire, but that is one of the things that is just most salient that I just want to do, like, right now. Like, for example, there's a song that I would just love to play if I had the score, if I had the sheet music. I would love to play uh, a song that I heard from, I think, one of the limited series called We Are Who We Are on HBO. Uh, it's called The Long Ride Number 2. It's by Deontay Hines. And the way that the piano is being played, it's something that puts me in another dimension of just my desire to be that individual that's playing that, that piano. And there's a whole bunch of sense of emotions that go in my brain of wanting to desire to do so. And it's something I can't do right now, but that is one of my desires that's most salient. The other desire that, that I have without question, everybody knows that I'm trying to, wanting to desire to move abroad away from the United States of America. My oldest brother did it. That's where I got like the, the oh, that, that actually seems pretty cool because my brother did it. Um, my dad also had a brief time of working abroad having these sort of privileges and I wanted to follow suit. My my, my other brother who was in, in the military traveled around the world, you know, working yeah, with, with the United States Navy, but still being able to experience the world living in other places because my desire is to know that I am not boxed in one location. I want to go out and explore the world. That is one of my desires is exploring the world um, my my other desire is, you know, to to get married, have a family, um, and you know, um, I'm on my on my way for for doing 
that, but you know, those things take time and you know, the things that have to go, go right, you know, making sure that your partner is, you know, wants to have, you know, wants to get married first and foremost. Second, hopefully being able to bear a child, you know, those are things that haven't, you know, those things could be, could be complications, and those those are scary things. But you know, that's a that's a desire to you know continue on life. Even though I just said in this podcast, there's like almost eight what eight billion people. It's like why do we need to keep reproducing? Because my desire is to continue to leave a legacy, even when I'm not here anymore. My desire is to have a little stake in this world. I don't have to be rich. I don't have to be famous. I don't have to be considered a legend. I don't have to be considered the greatest of all time. Hell, I don't even have to be considered the greatest podcaster of all time. I just want to continue to create, to help, to love. And that's what keeps me going. Those are my desires. Help, create, love, travel. Like, I desire... To have a full, fruitful life with my wife, my kids. I I, want to speak those desires into existence. And it's something that that motivates me to to do these things. Because from from the biblical standpoint, faith without works is is dead. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the grind. It's like, what are you doing? You You can talk the game all you want. But you have to put in the action, you have to put in the work, you have to put in the time to express these desires. Like, moving abroad takes work. You gotta look at the legalities of what specific country you're trying to move into. You gotta look at the laws, you gotta look at the requirements of immigration, you gotta have the money to do that stuff. That takes time and that takes effort and takes work um, to go through go through that process you know being in a relationship that takes work as well people just saying I want to be in love but you have to continue have to consider the other person time and time again of when you are in a relationship you got to make sure that you're thinking of not only them but their family and their challenges what they're doing and you know making sure that they're good and then making sure yourself is good as well because you've got to be two whole people knowing that you have challenges and there might be some external baggage that you need to go work out. So those are some of the challenges that you have to to look at as well. Um, As far as me playing the piano, all I got to do is just find a piano teacher (laughs) who's willing to, you know, put up the time and provide the effort for me to to learn how to play uh, piano. That is something that I do want to do before I, I kick the bucket is play beautiful melodies. I mean, that is something that I just want to just go in, just close my eyes, and then play that song. And just be in that 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 bliss, that blissful trance. Um, that's what I desire, time and time again.
and my desire is to continue to make my father proud. That's why I started this podcast, uh, a desire to continue on his his family name, his legacy. Uh, time and time again, because that's all that that I put in this. You know, I love my mother, I love my brothers. I had a deep love for my father. And knowing that he's not here anymore, I want to continue to leave his legacy. That is is my desire to continue that. That's what drives me each and every single day. Despite the bullshit that's happening in the world through the chaos, what's happening in the United States of America, the divide, the, the separation... The just bitterness, the hatefulness. I know that I can overcome these challenges because I have faith that I will accomplish these things as I move forward in life. That is what I desire. That. Right there. One step at a time. All I got right now is right now. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what the future holds. But who's ever running this show, I hope for one thing that this world, this universe is kind to me and those that I care about so that I can do what I want to do in this life I want to desire a long fruitful life for me to continue to live love create give back travel and play the piano that's all I want in life family too want that want to be a dad one day want to desire to raise kids of my own that's what I desire so next week it's going to be a lighter topic (laughs) I'm going to be talking about uh, spooky season and what you can do during this quarantine edition of Spooky Season and some suggestions for some Halloween movies that I enjoy and would recommend to anybody that likes the horror genre or the Halloween genre. Anyways, with that being said, my name is Richard Anthony Wallace. This is A Raw Perspective. Peace.